Welcome to Jory's Blue Talk podcast and radio show here on an Easter weekend 2022, and this is show six. Glad to have you along, and you're listening to me, and you're leaving everyone else alone from somewhere deep into the woods. This is your host, Jory Rowe, on Jory's Blue Talk podcast and radio show. And today we're going to go a half hour long talking about creepy places and what i mean by this people is creepy places as in i've got a guest on the show today and he's been in some creepy places himself and he is going to share the time with me today to sit there and talk about it back and forth with him with some of my accounts of creepy places that we have been in on today's show on jory's blue talk podcast radio show and here we go now, Harley, I, we've talked about this subject many times before, and I mean, we have talked about it seriously off and on. Uh, they have talked about it on the George Norrie show. They have talked about it on Beyond Belief, the YouTube TV show. And, you know, I like all those types of conspiracy theory shows because they do talk about stuff like this. And it is, I mean, just some of the stuff you hear is bizarre. But I wanted to take today's time and share with you some of my experiences as well as some of Harley's experiences. And we were going to have a third person on the show today, too, to experiment with that because today's a non-broad experimental. So... Just bear with me if anything happens out of the ordinary that I have to punch, stop, and restart. I'm glad I can do that with this program. I really like it. So here we go. Uh, Harley, now, excuse me there for a second. Uh, Creepy places. I mean, in my definition, are places that make you feel uneasy. The places that... uh, where you just don't, you know, feel right about something. You know, I could name a few. I could name a few I've been in. And I'm pretty sure you can name a few too. But let's start with this. And we're going to read a little bit about this too today. And we're going to talk about some creepy places around in the central Illinois area and who would be most likely behind them. Now, a lot of the anomalies that I remember was in an apartment. Before we start reading about the insane asylum, I want to just tell tell this to you why it's fresh in my mind. An apartment I rented here in my hometown was an attic apartment. And it had another, the downstairs was basically a whole other part living area. So it was is between two living areas and i heard witches cackles by the window i have heard weird sounds like pipes or something but i mean a little bit more weirder than that sound 
Harley, have you ever heard anything like pipes creaking or something like that that would, would just give you that chill down your spine? I have heard two men in my front yard fighting, and I went out there to see it, and I heard me go, oof. And then I looked out there, and there was nobody there. And you can actually hear the punches and the kicks and stuff like that. And, there, and I looked out there, and there was nothing there. Just nothing. Like, Absolutely like nothing there. I mean, just no, nobody was there, not even a sound inside, well, right? I, I was thinking maybe it was, you know, we're on the house or up the stairs. And there was no way around there. I was, you know, it was just like, right, right outside the window, was, you know, bumping and fencing. It just was nothing there. I mean, it was just, I, I thought maybe the wind, but... <laughs> It wasn't blowing. Yeah. Now, where was this at? What house were you living in? 14th Street. Okay, up there on 14th Street. And you said it was out back, like where you'd park your car or something. It's, no, it was where the sliding window of the back of the, uh, the uh, dining room, right, where the dogs were. Okay. Or used to be. They went, they well, I remember there. that is where you'd park at, out that back door, right? No, that, that was. Okay, uh, out the front door is what you meant then. By the garage, yeah. Okay. This was out the back. This was out the side back door. Was the dogs were the, the dogs went there again, so they were all dead in the yard. But it sounded like two men were, you know, fistfighting back there. There wasn't an And this woke you up. This uh, type of anomaly yeah, was, woke was, you up. Yeah, I was. I was sleeping in the back room. The back room was right there next to the dining room. Okay. I can actually hear, but it's like outside my back door right there. But that's like that back door. Okay. It's like it's like it's like around the house was like. Well, now see, I have heard stories such as this before. You know, some people that have CB radios. Oh yeah. And how many watts of power by law are you allowed to have on a CB? Fifty. No. Five. Actually, four, but no more than five. But some of these people run linear amplifiers that amp up. The, the wattage ham radios and they're well they do this with CB and they punch out so much wattage out of their antenna it'll make your te television set in your front room talk to you yeah you know, it'll right make the power lines talk yeah they may go right to the TV yeah now I lived right across the street from you and I don't recall anybody having a CB system in that area now I had a CB system for a while with my Stormwatch team, and it didn't really get far out, but I, I could get far state stations far away I could receive, especially in the upper and lower sidebands. You talk to anybody called Bushwhite or Liberty or Pink Lady? Pink Lady. Okay, well, that that was my mama's best friend and Bushwhite's ex-wife. Okay. But they say people that are running these high-powered linear amplifiers behind CB and ham, I'd, I'd be willing to throw that in there with a mixture there. It's still a little creepy. Though. It is. But if you stop and think, is that what you heard or is it? No. It, it, this this was it had nothing to do with vacuum cleaners, microwaves, TVs, no, it was nothing. On, man. It, was, it, was, it was dark at night, all the lights were off and stuff. And and you just heard this uh two men like they were fighting like they were fighting wow yeah.
And, and, and you know, one ever leaves his inventory at that house was empty at this time. You know, so what now? So I, I don't know what it was. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. Man. I, I can't, I don't believe Joe is so, you know, I can't say it was Joe is so. I don't, maybe this, I don't know. Sometimes things happen that memories hold on to certain places, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, it's just like this apartment I was discussing with you in the beginning of the show. Uh, one time I was downstairs in the neighbor's house, and I was sitting by the door that was sealed off to the stairwell that led up to my apartment. So the stairwell was basically mine, and if I wanted to sit in my stairwell and eavesdrop, boy, you could hear some things. <laughs> That's not what it's about, but I was down there in their area one time, and it was snowy. Yeah, I mean, snow was coming down a good clip. But I had already moved out of the apartment and back over to my house on 14th at this time. And like I said, it was snowing. And I'm sitting there by that sealed off door and I hear a big thumping sound, like three or four hard kicks, like somebody was trying to kick the door down. I got up and I immediately and another person that lived there got up and we went outside and around the side of the house where my former porch was, where I used to live, and there was nothing there. And you think because of the snow that there'd be footprints? Okay, probably right about this time the snow had quit falling. Dark out, no footprints disturbing anything. Now, that would tell me that there had the the kicks would have had to come from inside the place. But where did they come from? How did they get in? How did they get in? But like I said, that place was that place definitely did have some issues. And I'm telling you right now, I was ever so glad to move out of there <laughs> after all that. Oh, it was. But now when we come up. We're going to talk about the infamous, well, if I can get it right here, the Infirmary Bartonville Asylum, the old state hospital. When we come up next, right here with you on Jory's Blue Talk podcast and radio show. And we're not going to exactly take a break because we're not on long enough. For, I, and my shows are not just, you know, but I'm going to go and read about this. And... Well, you know what? This phone's acting weird. <laughs> okay, there's where I wanted to be. Now, they do have, I guess, tours at this place. So let me look at it right now while we take a quick pause, and we'll be right back here with you on Jory's Blue Talk podcast and radio show. Okay, after the uh, break now. Small pause. We didn't take care for a second. A little bit of equipment issues. But we're talking about creepy places today on the show, and we are going to start talking about uh, the Insane Asylum in Bartonville, Illinois, a place that they have guided haunted trail tours even, and you can even see the cemetery while you're there, experience anomalies or ab, uh, 
Apparitions, uh, okay, take your Frank's box with you. That's the telephone to the dead. And you could probably call your long-lost grandmother. Okay, about that insane asylum. Now, Harley, I have not, I have never been to this place before, but I have seen it. It looks very menacing. And I want to tell you another building around here that looks menacing afterwards, but, uh, you, you seem to know more about this place than I do. And you said you've been there. I've been inside there, yeah. Okay. Uh, can you elaborate on anything you saw or that was out of the ordinary? Or what? May, how did you feel when you were in the place? Now, were you in the sane asylum part or in the infirmary part? Both. Okay. So you've been... Through the place, basically, before. So. I've been to the tunnels, I've been to the graveyard, I've been down to the sale asylum, I've been to the infirmary, you know. And, I, and some people have been known to steal tombstones from the cemetery, too. Oh, yeah. You know, and wrong. let me tell you a little bit about what I know of this place. And back in the day, George Zeller, I guess he was the founder of the original Zeller's Mental Health Institution, which is now the Bartonville Infirmary Insane Asylum, up there doing tours for costs. But let me tell you what I know about it. My grandmother, my mom's mom, still alive today, and she could tell you some stories because she used to work there. Now, my grandmother worked in the part that was of the place that was called the Abbott Center. And that was the center where all the kids were, kids that were abused, kids that were malnourished, kids that were just horribly neglected and had these horrible mental problems. Because that's what this place was all about, was people with uh, mental disabilities that were so bad that under the Baker Act, as I know it, if you turned somebody in at one of them places, you'd get paid $50. Now, that's kind of a crude approach to getting somebody help. But we're talking these people are beyond help. They're just, they're, they've taken a number and they're waiting to go. And it's almost a prayer. You could say a prayer answered when these people do go because their suffering is no longer Okay, but my grandmother worked in the place, and she could tell that these young girls were, that were three and four years old, were well into sex by their behavior. So, we got to take another pause. When we come back, we'll finish up talking about creepy places in central Illinois, and we come back and enjoy this Blue Talk podcast and radio show. Okay, now we're going to take some breathing after we're having equipment problems, and I'm getting a little irked of it. So, we're going to talk about the Peoria State Hospital a little bit more, Burtonville, Illinois. It's an abandoned mental hospital now in the planning stages for restoration and is said to be haunted by manual aid bookbinder or old book. 
old book was a patient who worked with the burial crew at the hospital and held his own death. And you can read more about this, and that's what we're going to do here, because this is just, it's pretty interesting. Now, I have understood that they probably leveled down, and I keep forgetting, I'm working with an older iPhone here, so... Uh, we have to just be a little bit patient while the page loads up all the advertising that I'm not interested in. And talk about more about this place because, it, I mean, well, this ain't going to help me. Uh, hang on a minute. Let me get back here. I'm having problems with this, this damn equipment. Uh, go back and go down. Let's talk about some ghost sightings in, around here in Central Illinois. Let's take a, a stick at Pekin, for example, and talk about the ghost sightings. Now, let me tell you about a guy from Pekin. And I believe he was a Pekin policeman at the time during his career, but after he retired the police force, he went on to study hauntings. He went on to study places like the old state hospital. And even this, he was able to get Lionsgate Entertainment to help him shoot a film. And the film was not about ghost hunting. It was not about creepy places or anything like that. It was like a western. And I'm not sure how long the movie is. I'll have to, I'm will have. i not even sure of the title of the movie, but all I do know is that it is a western. And these advertisements on there are going to drive me batty. I want to hear... Okay. All right. Let's get sized down here a little bit so I can deal with these advertisements a little bit better. Because I am not having good luck with the internet today. That's why we've had to take so many pauses, so many breaks. But you know, let's go over to Pinterest and talk about an abandoned farmhouse in Pekin, Illinois. If we can get any reading up about any of this and get these advertisements to go to Hades. Now, I'm telling you, okay, uh, abandoned buildings, and the page is not all the way loaded up yet, but I do see one thing on here. I don't want Google. I don't want to download the app, so get that all off there and give me the information. There has been, like, take the peak in high school. And but we're going to go to Pekin, Illinois. And, oh, there's some pictures that you want to talk about. Okay, this lift bridge type thing was the biggest, one of the biggest icons in Pekin during its time. And I heard, rumor has it from some, I'm not clearly sure, but the bridge tender shack that the bridge tender would lay in there and they'd relay radio information with the barges on when to raise and lower the bridge. 
and I heard some stories about some that about the about that being a very creepy place because that bridge several accidents have happened on that bridge before involving semi trucks uh, cars trying to beat the bridge before it was raised or tried to get on the bridge before it was already lowered or whatever but I I would be willing to bet according to what I heard there has been some bloodshed with that bridge now They've long since torn the bridge down and replaced it with another bridge. And it's pretty awesome. Now, there's another picture in here that would be pretty menacing to look at. And that's the Tansville County Courthouse. Don't know when it was built, but if you look at the picture below it, you can see the old post office. Or, yeah, that's now the juvenile and adult probation office. Now you go inside this place and you can still see the mailboxes. They're all locked up, but you can still see the where the mail was put and the door would shut on the front. Now my question is, is what would happen if you went in there at night when nobody was around? Let's just take the janitor for example. He's cleaning the place. After the place closes, all the employees and everybody are gone. And these mailboxes that are supposedly empty wouldn't contain something that would be rather eerie. Well, I'm not going to sit here and talk about that too much, but let me tell you about another thing that took place when my mom worked at a chiropractic office. I don't know why, but this chiropractic office was in a modern home that was, you know, shaped up to be a chiropractic office for a doctor that my mom worked for. And every time I was over there, when I, whatever, whenever I was over there borrowing the car from my mom, getting picking up the car or taking the car back, and she'd take me home and whatnot, I'd have to wait for her to get her work done. She'd tell me, she said, Jory, could you take this upstairs and lay it on Doc's desk, would you? And I said, I sure will. The first time I went up there, in, in the upstairs of that building, it was it gave me a, a sense of feeling that was not right. I don't know what went on. I don't know what came over me, but it was like a, a strong chill down my spine. And I'm sitting here like, what's going on? Well, you know, the feeling didn't make me take any time to get the heck back downstairs where my mom was at and I said boy that area up there is just that area is just weird mom and I've been up there several times and gotten the same feeling both times when I've been up there creepy place well the upstairs but the doctor's office downstairs really wasn't that bad Okay, we got a couple more minutes left in the show, and we're just going to sit here and talk about some creepy, eerie places that we can find in Pekin, Illinois. Now, I'm looking at a picture of the aftermath of a tornado that kills eight in Illinois. An unusual, powerful, late-season twister that killed eight people across three counties. Okay, I remember this. 
and this was in Illinois. If you look around at some of these other pictures that take you back down memory lane, because I used to work in a shopping mall, third shift at night, and it was creepy, okay? I, I always left the, the, the fact that whenever I heard weird noises and stuff, I'd always tease my boss when he'd come in the next morning to relieve me. I'd say, well, what time did you leave last night, Carl? And he says, oh, I left after my shift. And I said, it didn't sound like you left after your shift. It sounds to me like you were here all night watching me. I heard things. I thought I seen things move. And what really creeped me out was the this mall had ramps that would ramp down to a lower part of the building as you go. And these ramps, my cart, my cleaning cart was on level ground, on level floor, and I was taking garbage cans down off the, the where people sit and putting them back down on the floor, and my cart just rolls backwards, no force at all, rolls backwards and heads down that ramp, and my bucket, mop bucket of water on the end of it gets tipped over and Ah, congratulations, I have a mess to clean up. Well, I'll tell you what, people. We've talked about creepy places today on Jory's Blue Talk podcast and radio show. I'm glad you tuned in. You listened to me, and you left everybody else the heck alone. And we talked about creepy places and account, despite the technical difficulties we were having with this show. So when we come back to regular broadcasting, we think we'll have all that resolved. So this is Jory Rowe from Somewhere Deep in the Woods. You're listening, you've listened to Jory's Blue Talk podcast and radio show today. Glad you tuned in. And tune in next time for another interesting topic to be talked about on Jory's Blue Talk podcast and radio show. So long for now.